0: You are now in the Sapphire Planet. The Fermi Paradox is the apparent contradiction between high estimates of the probability of the existence of extraterrestrial civilization, and humanity's lack of contact with or for evidence of such civilizations. The basic points of the argument made by physicist Enrique Fermi are 1. The Sun is a young star There are billions of stars in the galaxy that are billions of years older. 2. Some of these stars likely have Earth-like planets which, if the Earth is typical, may develop intelligent life. 3. Presumably, Some of these civilizations will develop interstellar travel, a technology Earth is investigating, even now. And four, at any practical pace of interstellar travel, the galaxy can be completely colonized in a few tens of millions of years. According to this line of thinking, the Earth should have already been colonized, or at least visited, but no convincing evidence of this exists. Furthermore, no confirmed signs of intelligence elsewhere has been spotted, either in our galaxy or the more than 80 billion other galaxies of the observable universe. Hence Enrique Fermi's famous question. Where is everybody? The age of the universe and its vast number of stars suggest that, unless the Earth is very atypical, extraterrestrial life should be common. In an informal discussion in 1950, the physicist Enrique Fermi questioned why, if a multitude of advanced extraterrestrial civilizations exists in the Milky Way galaxy. Evidence such as spacecraft or probes is not seen. Other common names for this phenomena are Fermi's question, the Fermi problem, or the Great Silence. There has been attempts to resolve the Fermi Paradox by locating evidence of extraterrestrial civilizations along with proposals that such life could exist without human knowledge. Counter-arguments suggest that intelligent extraterrestrial life does not exist or occurs so rarely and or so briefly that humans will never make contact with it. A great deal of effort has gone into developing scientific hypotheses about and possible models of extraterrestrial life. And the Fermi Paradox has become a theoretical reference point in much of this work. The problem has spawned numerous scholarly works, addressing it directly, while questions that relate to it have been addressed in fields as diverse as astronomy, biology, ecology, and philosophy. The Fermi Paradox is a conflict between an argument of scale and probability and a lack of evidence. A more complete definition could be stated thus. The apparent size and age of the universe suggests that many technologically advanced extraterrestrial civilizations ought to exist. However, this hypothesis seems inconsistent with the lack of observable evidence to support it. The first aspect of the paradox, the argument by scale, is a function of the raw numbers involved. There are an estimated 200 to 400 billion stars in the Milky Way galaxy and 70 sextillion that's 7 with 22 zeros after it in the visible universe even if intelligent life occurs on only a minuscule percentage of planets around these stars there might still be a great number of civilizations in the Milky Way galaxy alone. This argument also assumes the mediocrity principle, which states that Earth is not special, but merely a typical planet, subject to the same laws, effects, and likely outcomes of any other world. The second cornerstone of the Fermi Paradox is a rejoinder to the argument by scale. Given intelligence life's ability to overcome scarcity and its tendency to colonize new habitats, it seems likely that at least some civilizations would be technologically advanced, seek out new resources in space, and then colonize first their own star system and then, subsequently, the surrounding star systems. Since there is no conclusive or certifiable evidence on Earth or elsewhere in the known universe of intelligent life after 13.8 billion years of the universe's history, we have the conflict requiring a resolution. Some examples of possible resolutions are that intelligent life is rarer than we think. That our assumptions about the general behavior of intelligent species are flawed. Or, more radically, that our current scientific understanding of the nature of the universe, or reality itself, is seriously incomplete. The Fermi paradox can be asked in two ways. The first is, why are there no aliens or their artifacts physically here on Earth. If interstellar travel is possible, even the slow kind nearly within the reach of Earth technology, then it would only take from 5 million to 50 million years to colonize the Milky Way galaxy. This is a relatively small amount of time on a geological scale, let alone on a cosmological one. Since there are many stars older than the Sun, or since intelligent life might have evolved earlier elsewhere, the question then becomes why the galaxy has not been colonized already. Even if colonization is impractical or undesirable to all alien civilizations, large-scale exploration of the galaxy is still possible. The means of exploration and the theoretical probes involved are helpful for an alien culture. However, no signs of either colonization or exploration have been generally acknowledged. This argument may not hold for the universe as a whole, since travel times may well explain the lack of physical evidence on Earth of alien inhabitants of faraway galaxies. However, The question then becomes, why do we see no signs of intelligent life, since a sufficiently advanced civilization could potentially be observable over a significant fraction of the size of the observable universe? Even if such civilizations are rare. The scale argument indicates they should exist somewhere at some point during the history of the universe. And since they could be detected from far away over a considerable period of time, many more potential sites for their origin are within range of our observation. However, no signs of such civilizations have been detected. It is unclear whether this paradox is stronger for our galaxy or for the universe as a whole. How did this paradox start? In 1950, while working at Los Alamos National Laboratory, Enrique Ferme had a casual conversation while walking to lunch with colleagues Emil Konopitsky, Edward Teller, and Herbert York. The men discussed a recent spate of UFO reports and an Alan Dunn cartoon facetiously blaming the disappearance of municipal trash cans on marauding aliens. They had a more serious discussion regarding the chances of humans observing faster than light travel by some material object within the next 10 years. Teller thinks Fermi directed the question at him, asking, Edward, what do you think? How probable is it that within the next ten years we shall have clear evidence of a material object moving faster than light? Teller answered, One in a million. Teller remembers Fermi saying, This is much too low. The probability is more like ten percent. kronop did not remember the exact numbers, except that they changed rapidly as Edward Teller and Enrique Fermi bounced arguments off each other. The conversation then shifted to other subjects, until during lunch, Fermi suddenly exclaimed, Where are they? Teller remembers, The result of his question was general laughter because of the strange fact that in spite of Fermi's question coming from the clear blue, everybody around the table seemed to understand at once that he was talking about extraterrestrial life. Edward Teller further remembers, I do not believe that much came of this conversation except perhaps a statement that the distances to the next location of living beings may be very great, and that, indeed, as far as our galaxy is concerned, we are living somewhere in the sticks, far removed from the metropolitan area of the galactic center. Herbert York, who was eating lunch with them, remembers that Fermi then made a series of rapid calculations using estimated figures. Fermi was known for his ability to make good estimates from first principles and minimal data. York writes then Fermi followed up with a series of calculations on the probability of Earth-like planets, the probability of life given an Earth the probability of humans given life, and the likely rise and duration of high technology, and so on. He concluded on the basis of such calculations that we ought to have been visited long ago and many times over. If so, Fermi anticipated and predated many of the elements that went into the Drake Equation. What is the Drake Equation, you ask? The theories and principles in the Drake Equation are closely related to the Fermi Paradox. The equation was formulated by Frank Drake in 1961, a decade after the objections raised by Enrico Fermi in an attempt to find a systematic means to evaluate the numerous probabilities involved in the existence of alien life. The speculative equation factors in the rate of star formation in the galaxy, the fraction of stars with planets and the number per star that are habitable, the fraction of those planets which develop life, the fraction of intelligent life, and the further fraction of detectable technological intelligent life, and finally, the length of time such civilizations are detectable. The fundamental problem with the Drake Equation is that the last four terms, fractions of planets with life, odds of life being intelligent, odds of intelligent life becomes detectable, and detectable lifetime of civilizations are completely unknown. We have only one example. Humans. Rendering statistical estimates impossible. And even the example we have is subject to a strong anthropic basis. A deeper objection is that the very form of the Drake Equation assumes that civilizations arise and then die out within their original star systems. If interstellar colonization is possible, then this assumption is invalid and the equations of population dynamics would apply instead. The Drake Equation has been used by both optimists and pessimists with widely differing results. Carl Sagan, using optimistic numbers, suggested as many as one million communicating civilizations in the Milky Way in 1966, though he later suggested that the actual number could be far smaller. Others have used the Drake Equation for average number of civilizations in the galaxy too far less. Frank Drake himself has commented that the Drake equation is unlikely to settle the Fermi paradox and instead it is just a way of organizing our ignorance on the subject. One obvious way to resolve the Fermi Paradox would be to find conclusive evidence of extraterrestrial intelligence. Efforts to find such evidence have been made since 1960 and and several are ongoing as of today. As human beings do not possess interstellar travel capability. Such searches are being remotely carried out at great distances and rely on analysis of very subtle evidence. This limits possible discoveries to civilizations which alter their environment in a detectable way or produce effects that are observable at a distance such as radio emissions. It is very unlikely that non-technological civilizations will be detectable from Earth in the near future. One difficulty in searching is avoiding an overly anthropocentric viewpoint Conjecture on the type of evidence likely to be found often focuses on the types of activities that humans have performed or likely would perform given more advanced technology. Intelligent aliens might avoid these expected activities or perform activities dissimilar to those of humans. Currently, there are two ways that astronomy might find evidence of extraterrestrial civilization. One is that conventional astronomers studying stars, planets, and galaxies might serendipitously observe some phenomena that cannot be explained without positioning an intelligent civilization as the source. This has been suspected several times. Interestingly enough, pulsars, when first discovered, were called LGMs, which stood for Little Green Men because of the precise repetition of their pulses. They rival the best atomic clocks. Likewise, Seifert galaxies were suspected to be industrial accidents because their enormous and directed energy outputs had no initial explanation. Eventually, natural explanations, not involving intelligent life, have been found for all such observations to date. But the possibility of discovery remains. Proposed examples include asteroid mining that could change the appearance of debris disks around stars or large-scale use of solar power changing the light curve of planets measured near eclipses. Radio technology and the ability to construct a radio telescope are presumed to be a natural advance for a technological species theoretically creating effects that might be detected over interstellar distances. Sensitive observers of the solar system, for example, would note unusually intense radio waves for a G2 star due to the Earth's television and telecommunications broadcasts. That's how they would find us. In the absence of an apparent natural cause, alien observers might infer the existence of a terrestrial civilization. It should be noted, however, that even much more sensitive radio telescopes than those currently available on Earth today would not be able to detect non-directional radio signals at even a fraction of a light year. So it is questionable whether any such signals could be detected by an extraterrestrial civilization. Therefore, The careful searching of radio emissions from space for non-natural signals may lead to the detection of alien civilizations. Such signals could be either accidental byproducts of civilizations or deliberate attempts to communicate such as the communication with extraterrestrial intelligence, Arecibo message. A number of astronomers and observatories have attempted and are attempting to detect such evidence, mostly through the SETI organization. Several decades of SETI analysis have not revealed any main-sequence stars with unusually bright or meaningfully repetitive radio emissions, although there have been several candidate signals. On August 15, 1977, the WOW signal was picked up by the Big Ear Radio Telescope. However, the big ear only looked at each point on the sky for a mere 72 seconds and re-examination of the same spot have found nothing. In the year 2003, radio source SHGBO2 plus 14A, was isolated by SETI at home analysis, although it has largely been discounted by further study. There are numerous technical assumptions underlying SETI that may cause human beings to miss radio emissions with present search techniques. detection and classification of exoplanets has come out of recent refinements into mainstream astronomical instruments and analysis. While this is a new field in astronomy, the first published paper claiming to have discovered an exoplanet was released in 1989, it is possible that Planets which are likely able to support life will be found in the near future. Direct evidence for the existence of life may eventually be observable, such as the detection of biotic signature gases, such as methane and oxygen, or even the industrial air pollution of technologically advanced civilizations in an exoplanet's atmosphere by means of spectrographic analysis with improvements in our observable capabilities it may eventually even be possible to detect direct evidence however Exoplanets are rarely directly observed. The first claim to have done so was made in 2004. Rather, their existence is usually inferred from the effects they have on their stars they orbit. This means that usually only the mass and the orbit of an exoplanet can be deduced. This information, along with the stellar classification of its Sun and educated guesses as to its composition, allows only for a rough approximation of the planetary environment. Prior to 2009, methods for exoplanet detection we're not likely to detect life bearing Earth like worlds. Methods such as gravitational microlensing can detect the presence of small worlds, potentially even smaller than the Earth, but can only detect such worlds for very brief moments of time, and no follow up is possible. Other methods, such as radial velocity, astrometry, and the transit method, allow prolonged observations of exoplanet effects, but only work with worlds that are many times the mass of Earth, at least when performed while looking through the atmosphere. these seem unlikely candidates to harbor Earth-like life. However, exoplanet detection and classification is a very active sub-discipline in astronomy. With 424 such planets being detected between 1988 and 2010, and the first possibly terrestrial planet discovered within a star's habitable zone, being found in the year 2007. New refinements in exoplanet detection methods and the use of existing methods from space, such as the Kepler mission launched in 2009, are expected to detect and characterize terrestrial-sized planets and determine if they are within the habitable zone of their stars. Such observational refinements may allow us to better gauge how common potentially habitable worlds are. Using methods like the Drake equation with this data, would therefore allow a much better idea of how common life in the universe might be. This would have a profound influence over the expectations behind the Fermi paradox itself. as noted given the size and age of the universe and the relative rapidity at which dispersion of intelligent life can in principle occur evidence of alien colonization attempts might possibly be discovered evidence of exploration not containing extraterrestrial life such as probes and information-gathering devices may also await discovery. Some theoretical exploration techniques such as a self-replicating probe could exhaustively explore a galaxy the size of the Milky Way in as little as half a million years with comparatively little investment in materials and energy system. Perhaps in the asteroid belt where raw materials would be plentiful and easily accessed. Another possibility of contact with alien probes, one that would be trying to find human beings, would be this type of probe. It would be an autonomous space probe whose purpose is to seek out and communicate with alien civilizations. These were proposed as an alternative to carrying a slow speed-of-light dialogue between vastly different neighbors. Rather than contending with the long delay in a radio dialogue would suffer, a probe housing an artificial intelligence would seek out an alien civilization to carry on a close-range communications with the discovered civilization. The findings of such probe would still have to be transmitted to the home civilization at light speed. But an information-gathering dialogue could be conducted in real time. Since the 1950s, direct exploration has been carried out on a small fraction of the solar system, and no evidence that it has ever been visited by alien colonists or probes has been discovered. Detailed exploration of areas of the solar system where resources would be plentiful, such as asteroids, the Kuiper Belt, the Oort Cloud, and the planetary ring systems may yet produce evidence of alien exploration, though these regions are vast and difficult to investigate. There has been preliminary efforts in this direction in the form of the SETA and SET-TV projects to search for extraterrestrial artifacts or other evidence of extraterrestrial visitation within the solar system. Should alien artifacts be discovered, even here on Earth, they may not be recognizable as such the products of an alien mind and an advanced alien technology might not be perceptible or recognizable as artificial constructs. Exploratory devices in the forms of bioengineered life forms created through synthetic biology would presumably disintegrate after a point, leaving no evidence. An alien information gathering system based on molecular nanotechnology could be all around us at this very moment completely undetected. The same might be true of civilizations that actively hide their investigations from us for other possible reasons. Also, Clark's third law suggests that an alien civilization well advanced of humanities might have means of investigation that are not yet conceivable to human beings. In 1959, Freeman Dyson observed that every developing human civilization constantly increases its energy consumption. And theoretically, a civilization of sufficient age would require all of the energy produced by its star. The Dyson sphere was the thought experiment that he derived as the solution. A shell or cloud of objects enclosing a star to harness as much radiant energy as possible. Such a feat of astroengineering would drastically alter the observed spectrum of the star involved, changing it at least partly from the normal emission lines of a natural stellar atmosphere to that of a black body radiation, probably with a peak in the infrared. Dyson himself speculated that advanced alien civilizations might be detected by examining the spectra of stars, searching for such an altered spectrum. Since then, several other theoretical stellar-scale megastructures have been proposed, but the central idea remains that a highly advanced civilization, type 2 or greater, on the Kardashev scale, could alter its environment enough as to be detectable from interstellar distances. However, Such constructs may be more difficult to detect than originally thought. Dyson spheres might have different emission spectra depending on the desired internal environment. Life based on high temperature reactions may require a high temperature environment with resulting waste radiation in the visible spectrum not the infrared. Additionally, a variant of the Dyson Sphere has been proposed which would be difficult to observe from any great distance. There has been some preliminary attempts to find evidence of the existence of Dyson spheres on large Type 2 or Type 3 planets with suns. Scale artifacts that would alter the spectra of their core core stars. These surveys have not located anything yet although they are still incomplete. Similarly, direct observations of thousands of galaxies has shown no explicit evidence of artificial construction or modification of any known star. Certain theatricians accept that the apparent evidence implies the absence of extraterrestrials and attempts to explain why. Others offer possible frameworks in which the science may be explained without ruling out the possibility of such life, including assumptions about extraterrestrial behavior and technology. Each of these hypothesized explanations is essentially an argument for decreasing the value of one or more of the terms in the Drake equation. The arguments are not, in general, mutually exclusive. For example, it could be both that life is rare and technological civilizations are short-lived. Your journey is now ending. You are now leaving the Sapphire Planet.